Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you, my brother? How are you coming out of this resurrection celebration? What's going on with Ryan, man? Oh, Danny, it's been it's been great. Great weekend, long weekend for me, because uh, obviously Good Friday, being an educator, get that day off, and got to spend Saturday morning with you and a, and a great group of guys uh, just growing together, and, you know, then spent uh, Easter Sunday to spend time with the family. It was, uh, it was wonderful. How about you? Man, I had a great time. I had uh, Good Friday with the family uh, this whole weekend. Again, we spent time together uh my younger one turned 14 so we had a great celebration uh i always seem for some reason when it comes to them it becomes a weekend celebration right like there's <laughs> not there's not a one day birthday it has to be three or four days which i totally totally love and i totally <laughs> totally accept and i love it all right and so we just had the whole weekend celebration for and that was wonderful um i do want to say because you reminded me about our group i do want to say to the folks at the podcast like where are the wave is trekking to i mean we're we're moving forward to hopefully gathering us together for prayer um and we are taking our time as we move forward uh to that there's a group of uh, of men meeting and preparing the ground and preparing our hearts and relationship and ryan that's been a wonderful thing to see as we are going to, like, we don't know the day, we don't know the time, but we know coming soon that there will be a time for us to come together on Saturdays to pray and seek God and really want to see his glory uh, come in our lives. Uh, what some of the saints of old said, the glory of God is man fully alive, seeing us come fully alive in his presence. But I've been enjoying our time together, Ryan, as we are breaking bread and really becoming authentic um, and vulnerable. I think those are the two words that hit me when I think about what, what has been happening on Saturdays. Absolutely, Danny. Yeah, it's been very powerful to hear um, a lot of different stories of what some of the, the men have walked through and just really growing together as people and, and getting to understand each other. And um, I'm looking forward to continuing that process and seeing, seeing where it goes and, and what happens in the future. Uh, something powerful when you can be honest with yourself and honest with your journey. And, mm -hmm. and there's that atmosphere that's allowed for you to be honest, right? And, and, and the growth that comes from that honesty, I think we talked about it this Saturday, that sometimes what we think, you know, worse says, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. We think that we have to have explanations or we have to have answers. The confession itself, just letting things out of our mouths, just being able to have an atmosphere, to be vulnerable, to be honest with the thoughts of your heart, right? And the hurts and the pains. Such healing happens when you just confess. I think sometimes we're looking for the big bang and the big clouds or we're looking for an explanation, <laughs> right? We're looking for, you know, the, 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 the therapist point of view. And sometimes it's just an ease confession and out of confession, the Holy Spirit comes and allows healing because what we what we do with this stuff is we just keep it in. 
and it attaches our souls. I love that the scripture talks about the soul because we never talk about the healing of the soul. I don't know why we go on this route, but I feel the Holy Ghost in this, man. We never talk about the soul. The, your soul, your mind, your will, and emotion have to be healed. And a lot of times we talk about a spirit, man. We talk about that we are fully, and we've been talking about it in this podcast, right? We fully spirit. So mm-hmm. our full spirit is fully godlike, right? But our mm-hmm. flesh is not. I, we talk about the, a lot about the flesh and about the spirit. But a lot of times we don't talk about the soul because mm-hmm. the soul needs to be healed. And we carrying these extra baggages in our souls, our mind and our will and our emotions have been beat up by life. And we need an avenue and a way for that to be healed. Amen, Danny. Yeah, as you're speaking, it just, it makes so much sense that I think when we look at a hurting world, a lot of people struggle because of either something going on in their mind or their will for something or someone or their emotions are, are a little bit everywhere. And that just, that doesn't just affect teenagers, even though teenagers, I think you see it a lot just because there's a lot of stuff changing, you know, biologically that Come on, man. don't handle. But then even as we get into our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, there's plenty of people in their 40s and 50s that legitimately still struggle in life. And they just their soul is almost I hate to use the word tormented because that's a very strong word. But I think people go through phases of torment in the soul emotionally um, that they need healing from. And they need they need Jesus to bring that healing so that then they can grow. Come on, man. we talked about you have to heal you have to heal in order to grow it's it people can grow to a certain extent but there's always something kind of lingering there and we really need to seek that healing for our soul to then grow and be able to move forward come on man there's so many scriptures that talk about our souls you're a thousand percent correct i mean and david constantly was talking about uh he restores Psalms 23, right? He restores my soul, right? Think about that, what he says. I'm going to say it again. Psalms 23, we go read it one through six, that you restore my soul. Mm-hmm. God wants to restore our souls. I'm going to say that again. God wants to restore your mind, your will, and your emotions constantly to the Psalms. David was always talking about the desire of the soul, what he desires for the soul. And so I want to I want to I want to home in on Psalms 42, one and two. I mean, Psalms 23, man, we can go with the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the waters. He restores my soul. I feel the Holy Spirit this morning as we are doing this in the morning. You and I, I don't know who we're talking to. And I may be just talking to myself, but God wants to restore us in our souls. God wants our mind, our will, and our emotions to be restored to the proper God-like state. Look at what Psalms 42, 1 through 2. And I think this, this starts out that, 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 um, that process. Um, this is a Sons of Korah uh, singing here. As the deer pants, the word pants there uh, is a long for or cry for. It's, 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 you know, some translations as the deer longs for right? Another translation is cry out for the water brooks. So as a deer cries, because it's it's one in the water brooks, so longs for and cries out my soul for you, O Lord. My soul thirsts 
for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? And my prayer for us, as I was reading this this morning, Ryan, before I even thought we were going to really even talk about the soul, like I'm praying for us this morning. God put a longing and a crying out in my soul for you. Let me, let my soul know that you are the only thing that can satisfy it. Let the mm -hmm. longing that I have in my mind, my will, and my emotions, let my emotions know that you are the only one that can fulfill this thirst. Let my mind know that you're the only one, Abba, that can fulfill this thirst. Let my will that which i will because the whole thing that we talk about the old and new nature of finances is the will yeah i mean we mm -hmm. it's it's but lord let me surrender my will and know and let me long and thirst let this soul long and thirst and cry out for you god i desire you more than anything else and that and god is trying to awaken within us a, a crying out and a desire for him but we have to begin to start praying and asking the Holy Spirit to help our soul be healed and long for him. You make a great point about the soul, Danny, because I think that ties in exactly to what we're talking about from a financial perspective, because there's so many that are willing for more finances, willing for more things. And we've, I, I think all of us have come to understand we get that thing and then in two weeks it's it doesn't satisfy anymore. That's come why on, man. We, that's why we need the Lord. We need the Lord because the Lord is the only person, the only thing that can satisfy our soul. No matter how much money you gain, possessions, you think that's going to, to fill it and it and it doesn't. It, it's just it it fills for a short period and that's like, okay, what's new? what's next and it it doesn't do it doesn't satisfy like the lord will man that's so powerful right there ryan you just said it because it, there is there is an innate emptiness within us that only god can fill like mm -hmm. we are born with this desire for godness connection mm -hmm. right that's this we are born with a desire saying i gotta be one with my creator like I've yep. been created. And so I have to be one, right? It's Jesus's prayer that they may be one as you and I are one. That is mm -hmm. in us, but you're hundred percent correct. Our old nature, remember we, we're talking about, and let's just jump into second Timothy three, two. Let's just jump into it because yep. this leads to what we're talking about, man. I thank the Holy spirit. I love how he weaves everything in. And we've been at second Timothy three, two, for men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money. Now, when you talk about lovers, like we can talk about what 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 the psalmist said in Psalms forty two, right? I long for what a, what you're loving is what you're longing for, right? Is what and, and and vice versa. What you're longing for is what you're loving for. What you're loving for is what you're longing for. There's a love, right? And we haven't really hit this, but it's it says for the love of money. That means you you love it, you desire it, you long for it, right? Yep. All these desires, right, are part of what? they part of this old nature that is still fighting between our new nature, right? The, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. I want to do good, God, but my flesh wants 
it more, right? And, mm-hmm. and we read it in Galatians, right? That war between the spirit and the flesh, right? There's a warring yep. between our flesh and our spirit. For what? For dominance, for control of what? Of your soul. Your mm-hmm. mind and your will and your emotions are going to be driven by one or the other. It's either going to be driven by the old nature or it's either going to be driven by the new nature, right? So the spirit of God is going to drive it or this old flesh nature is going to drive it. And so when it comes to money, we have to, there are some indicators, Ryan, that tells us whether we are living in the old nature or the new nature. There's mm-hmm. some things that we can see um, that we can highlight and say, how do I know I'm walking in the old nature or the new nature when it comes to money, right? There are some indicators. And uh, before I go further, Ryan, what, what is your thoughts on that? There, there are natural indicators that will tell us whether we walk in an old nature or new nature concerning money. Absolutely, Danny. I, I, I feel like inherently, I think we, we know it. Um, as we, as we grow in understanding the Lord and understanding the scripture, I think we will get pause at times to almost contemplate and say, okay, this doesn't feel right. That there's something drawing me that doesn't necessarily line up with what the spirit man is telling me. And that, and that's why we always encourage the, the people listening that you dive into the scripture, start to learn how the Holy Spirit speaks to you so that you do get that pause to say, hmm, there's something that doesn't feel correct. And then that's where you have to take a moment and say like, Lord, what what is this that you're trying to pause me upon? Um, for those that are, are really new to the faith, it's understanding like, what does the scripture say about certain things? And I know the first one you're going to dive into is like something lustful or to be in lust. So Listen, you, man, I, I got to highlight this, man, because we got to go yep. back to Galatians 5 because it's just burning yep. me. I know I don't, I don't even 100%. I wanted to say that. War. Go ahead. Say it again. It's there's a war yep. happening. It's a war. It's a war. Every and, and we have to understand that that every day is a war. You could be doing you could be doing really great or in your mind doing really great. But there's always a war for a time of weakness. Come I on, I man. What, what, what Matthew chapter four, Jesus, Jesus, when he was fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and then the devil came because the devil is like, I'm going to go when he's weak. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't drank anything for 40 days. If you put that in perspective, like he was fully God, but he was fully human too. Come on, so man. You have to understand like some, some of us can't last a 16 hour fast. We're, we're starting to freak out 40 days. You know, like, I mean, put yourself in Jesus's shoes right there that you're going to feel weak physically, mentally, your strength, your guards are all going to be down. And that's when the devil tries to come in and is trying to show the lust of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Like he's trying to show everything, say, you know, Jesus, like you can make it into bread. You know what? It would taste good. And and like these are how the war happens. It's not like, Oh, I'm, I'm armored up, you know, for the day full armor. It's like when you're feeling weak, that's when the battle will happen. Man, listen, fight fair. There's come no on, man. In this. 
and yeah, then the, the yeah. no, no, you're hundred percent correct. The delusion that comes through. I fasted forty days before in in, in another country, so the delusion that comes in, the, the the weakness that comes in. I I I came back, but I came back. I remember my family. Just I was skin and bones. I have pictures. I mean, I was skin and bones. But the the, the mental anguish that fasting that long takes on you. Um, the enemy is just ready. Like, and, and the enemy is ready at any moment. Do you understand? You're, you're, he understands that you are spirit housed in the flesh. And I just got to read it. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So he understands you and he understands your anatomy. He understands how you are made up. Like he has had plenty of time. He saw from the beginning. Do you understand? He was there in the beginning when we were made. So he understands how we were made. He understands how we are housed. He understands it all. So he takes advantage of the things. He knows what your flesh. So what are some of the indicators in the old nature? Follow me because we're going to go through a whole bunch of scriptures right now. First Timothy 6. I, I got to be clear because my mom be listening to this. First Timothy <laughs> chapter 6, verses 6 to 10. This is going to be the first indicator that we're walking in own nature concerning finances, right? Now, yep. we're going to, when we talk about the new nature, we're going to dive more into this scripture because this part of scripture is so rich. We mm -hmm. cannot do it justice. We really can't. So I'm not going to do it justice, but I'm going to read it. Now, godliness with contentment. Remember, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 or 10. It's great gain. Man, we can spend a whole podcast on godliness with contentment and we might mm -hmm. but i gotta move forward for we for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain that we can carry nothing out if somebody just gets that revelation we will be free from so many things right yeah you you came in with nothing you're going to leave with nothing yeah so the savings that you have I know people hate when we talk talking about their money. It's the savings <laughs> that you have, you can't leave with it. The, the accumulation of stuff that you have, you're not going to be able to take it on your hearse. <laughs> oh, have me, help me, Holy Spirit. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Just listen, just because you, you just eat and thank God that you can eat. Thank God that you're clothed. But those who desire to be rich, Born to temptations and a snare, and into many foolish and a harmful lust, <laughs> withdrawn men into destruction. And listen, the desire of being rich, the harmful lust, the foolish and harmful lust. Not only the, there's there's a foolish and harmful. There's a lust that's foolish and harmful. There's a lust. That is that's beyond just if you think of lust, there's this levels to lust. There's a lust that has foolishness and harmfulness to it. And it has drawn men into destructions and perdition. Like it has taken men out. Mm. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness. And pierce themselves through through with many sorrows. What? Uh. So the first the first indication 
that you may be out of balance with money is that you have a foolish and harmful lust that becomes a desire for things. There's a lusting after stuff. So I call it the lustful desires. When the lustful desires are driving, what do we mean by lust? Lust uh, means unbridled, intense longing. The Greek word means to have an affection, uh, to want to. The, the word desire is to long or hope. So you, you're longing and hoping and wishing for unbridled and intense things that, that you know are going to be harmful to you anyway. That's what we talk about. Go ahead, Brian. I think, I think one thing we, we need to clarify from this verse so people don't get too upset with us. It says, the love of money is the root of all evil. We're not saying, and, and you know that this is taken so badly out of context by literally everyone. It's saying, well, money's terrible then. No, understand, like, the love of money is the root. We're not saying that money is a bad thing. It's okay to have finances. It's just how, like, how are you looking at those finances? And I always say this to people, do you have things or do things have you? Do you have money or does the money actually have a grasp upon you, which will take you into a dark place, especially as it says, if you desire to be rich, it's very sad to me when I see so many professional athletes fall because they had such this desire. I, I even questioned, did you have the desire to be in the NFL or do you have the desire to be rich? That's my question. Cause it's unfortunate that like, if you look at some of the athletes that fall, they came from maybe an upbringing that wasn't great. And they were trying to get there to support their family, which I think is very admirable. Like I wholeheartedly see that. But then when they fall miserably and then they're in their 50s, they're retired and they're like homeless. It's sad that like Come on, man. you literally had to desire to be rich. But then once you got rich, you had no idea how to handle your money. You bought the car. You bought the eight million dollar house. You had the watches, the shoes, the suits. And then all of a sudden you 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 weren't in that league anymore. And then you you literally couldn't handle not living that way. And then all of a sudden you had nothing like 10 years later. So it's like, man, there's so much weight on these like four verses. Man, money is just a tool. That's all. Money is a tool. If you get bent out of shape because somebody says the love of money, you're not using it as a tool, right? Now it describes the love of money. The love of money is what? Lustful. Foolish, harmful desires. That's the love of money. The love of money is when money is not used as a tool and now is used as a partner. <laughs> you, you, yeah. have, you have intertwined yourself with the money, right? The money has become you and you have become one with money. No, I'm not going to become, I'm one with God. And when I look at money, I look at money in its proper context. I don't look at money as something I have to lust for, want for, and like not only designed to be rich, lusting after things, coveted. But we're gonna go into I can't even get. Let's yep. let's go to Mark four eighteen to nineteen, Mark chapter four. So we still talking thinking about the lustful desires. Mark chapter four verses eighteen to nineteen. It says this. Mark chapter four verses eighteen to nineteen says. Now these 
the ones who sown. So we're talking about the word of God that is sown as a seed. Listen to what it says. The ones who sown among the thongs, they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering it choke the word and they become unfruitful. Oh my goodness. Oh, so man. now riches and deceitful lusts they come in. So someone's going after God. These are the tools of the old nature. These are the tools that the enemy uses. So one of the tools that the enemy uses to keep you outside of the word of God is these desires is these unbridled desires that come within it, the deceitfulness of riches. Those can choke out the word of God. So, of course, you're not going to see money in a proper perspective. Of course, you're not going to live in the new nature when it comes to, uh, to, to money. The enemy is actively pursuing you to live in the old nature. So he's actively choking the scriptures out of your life so that you can then fall into the love of money. Do we dare say, Danny, that we've seen an immense amount of pastors fall in the last few years? And I feel like those pastors all went into ministry with the right heart. They went into ministry with the right heart, that they love God. They, see, they were seeking God. And as their platform grew, because we know many of them that fell, they had huge platforms that as their platform grew and they did probably obtain a large amount of things and finances, all of a sudden the words started getting choked out as they started seeing themselves get more and more things. They probably didn't see it quickly because let's be honest, like, it doesn't have a thorn doesn't have to choke stuff out fast. It can choke it out very slow. And then all of a sudden you realize I don't even read my Bible. You know, I'm pastoring a, a mega church um, or or any church for that matter. But I'm just using examples of ones that I, I'm thinking that came down the last couple of years. Um, what do you think? Do, do you see that same thing? Listen, uh, George Bonner research says that pastors on a normal don't even pray a couple, but a couple of times a month and they don't even read oh. the scriptures. I mean, so think about this. This is now I'm not putting any pastors to blast because I've been one for years. So uh, but we have to put ourselves on blast and we have to understand now. Oh, I, I hear I hear the naysayers already. Well, are you saying <laughs> that things you know, things uh, and the stuff that, listen, uh, we're, 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 what we're saying you, these are the things of the old nature. You can have things, but we're going to continue to say it, but things can't have you. And if things have you, give them away. Give them away, yeah. like, like um, do a cleanse of your home. Do a cleanse of the things you have, right? Uh, do We in the springtime. Everyone loves the spring king. What is spring clean? <laughs> like getting rid of the stuff that you don't need, right? Part of it is understanding. Do we say that everyone that has a lot of stuff don't have the word? No. What we're saying is understand that the enemy is active pursuing the word of God that's inside of you. I'm going to say that again. The enemy is pursuing the word of God inside of you. Why? He's trying to choke the word out of you. Why? Because he knows that we overcome 
by that word of God. He, oh, he knows that everything that proceeded out of the mind, well, he knows how powerful the word is. It's a two-edged mm -hmm. sword. It comes yep. to refine us. It comes to define us. So he understands. So he's pursuing it, right? And however mm -hmm. way he can get you to choke the word of God, one of the ways is lustful desires. One of the mm -hmm. ways is wanting riches. One, that's one of the ways. This is one of the tools. So what we're saying to you is not, not that you can have all this stuff and, and automatically you, you have the word choked out of you. No, what we're saying, understand that part of the old nature is that the enemy knows your old nature and he knows the lust of your old nature and he knows he can dupe you in. Remember, his number one weapon is deception. And yep. you think that you're doing right, but you're accumulating, you're accumulating, you're accumulating, and you're accumulating, and you keep on accumulating more. And next thing you know, it's like, whoa, I love the stuff more. I haven't, I don't even know the last time I talked to God, right? And so mm -hmm. we're making you aware that these are the tools that the enemy uses against us with our own nature. Because remember, I'm going to keep on stressing this. You live with old nature and new nature combating each other every single day. So there's a battle every day. Whether you want it or not, you woke up this morning in a war of what? Your flesh and your spirit are warring for what? Dominance of your soul, right? And so yep. you're going to relinquish to one or relinquish to the other, right? So yep. let's go yep. to the next one, which would be the last one that we can go into because we... I mean, we are taking our time. Mm -hmm. So we won't finish old nature today. Uh, we're going to be on, on old nature probably for a couple of weeks. And that's okay because yep. we want to get it. So the first thing about old nature is lustful desires. The second thing, let's go to Luke 12, 15. Luke 12, 15. Now, if you if you read in Luke 12, 15 in your scriptures, you're gonna notice something awesome. That I didn't write this, Paul didn't say this, Peter didn't say this. This is Yeshua Hamashiach. Mm -hmm. Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is telling you something here. Yep. If he's talking to you. You better listen. <laughs> listen to what Yeshua is saying. Now I'm gonna read the whole thing, Ryan. I know we just I'm gonna because this is this is a whole parable. And yep. I'm gonna read 30 to 21 and we'll end in yep. this. Sure. Uh 12, 13. Then one of the crowds said to him, Teacher, all my brothers divided the inheritance with me. But he said to the men, man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you and he said to them verse 15 take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he's possessed <laughs> mm. 16 then he spoke parables to them saying the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully and he thought within himself saying what shall i do since i have no room to store my crops so he said, I will do this and I will pull down my bonds and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, mm. soul, 
You have many good, man, I for the Holy Ghost. I didn't even plan this. We'll, <laughs> we started this on the soul. We're going to end it on the soul. I love the scriptures. Verse 19, I will say to my soul, soul, mind, will, and emotion, you have many goods laid up in many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be reacquainted, required wow. of you. <laughs> then whose who's will those things be which you have provided? So it's mm. he who lays up treasure for himself is not rich towards God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Listen, when you if you're driving a car, go home right now and open up to Luke 12, 13 to 21. Oh, my goodness. I got to read it again. And I will say to my soul, so you have many goods laid up many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. You fool. Why? This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So it's he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Oh, you rich. Oh. Because your possessions have you, but you're not rich towards God. Who are you? I just, I don't know what to say, Ryan. (laughs) This right here, this parable, I've, I've, went back to it myself many a times and i've i've told people this parable many a times and we've talked about things and i'm like there's nothing wrong with saving for retirement and and doing that and and honestly there it is biblical to pass on things to the next generation it is smart to save to pass stuff on to my son that that's not it but if you look at this guy's heart stance it's like i've accumulated all this I'm going to still be greedy. I'm going to build bigger barns to store up all more of my stuff. And then, you know, I've worked hard enough for my stuff. I'm going to sit back now. And then, and then that night, sorry, your time has run out. How many people think in the world that you accumulate all this? Hey, I'm just going to keep working. Just keep gating so that I can finally enjoy my life at 65, 70 years old, and then it ends up being your day. And then you sit there probably, I'm hoping in front of God, and you're like, but God, like I I saved my whole life. I was ready. I was ready to enjoy it. I enjoyed it for three months, and then I got got taken out of here, and it's like, man, you worked your whole life. You didn't enjoy anything at all, and then – you thought like, oh, I'll start living at 65 and you're gone by 67. And it's like, whoa, this this parable puts in perspective for like, man, don't chase things so, so much. Don't have a don't let them have a grasp so much on you. Go ahead. And, 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 and no, and the, 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 the what's driving this, which is going to be our second point of the old nature. How do I know? that I'm living in the old nature when it comes to money. Number one, do I have lustful desires? Number two is covetousness. Because remember what Jesus said, what's driving this behavior. He said in in verse 15, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in abundance of the things he possessed. What's covetousness? Covetousness, the definition here is marked by 
and an in, inordinate desire for wealth and possessions, or even another's, another one's possession, having craving for more. What is having craving? You desire more. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So covetousness is not just about another human. Because, see, we, we have yep. always been taught, oh, don't, don't cover that other person's stuff. No. Covetousness here in context is you're not, you, you're not satisfied with enough. You want more and more and more and more. And that's that spirit of covetousness. Not only do you desire your neighbors, but you're not satisfied with what you have. You want to mm. tear down what you have and you want more and you want more and you want more. This is the heart that he's driving away from us. This is the one that he's saying, man, because in the end, you're going to get up, like you said, and he's going to require something out of your soul. Ooh, your mind and your will and emotion are going to be tested. And you're going to think, look at the way he ends. So he who lays up treasures for himself is, is not rich towards God. And so let's land a plane there. What are our hearts? What are we saying? Our hearts is that we want to be rich towards God. We want our minds and our emotions to long after God. We want like that Psalms 42, my, my soul longs after thee, right? Restore my soul so it can long after thee. Now, not that my mind and my will, my emotions are longing after lustful desires, I love it. I longing after covetousness. Lord, I want to long after you. Let that be your prayer as you listen to this podcast. As we end right now, let that be, Lord, let me long. Let my soul, my mind and my will and my emotions long for the very presence of God. Because that's the only thing that really satisfies our souls is his presence. In his presence, this fullness. Listen, I hope that you are excited as much as I. Ryan, you and I are like giddy about this stuff because we just know that we're learning and we're growing through mm -hmm. this. And so yep. we only got through two of them. There's many more of the old nature that we're going to talk about next week. There's how many more? One. Uh, Let's see. One. Two, three. There's three more left, right? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. One, yeah. So so, so next week yep. we'll, we'll probably finish up with the with the old nature. So to, 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 to recapture everything on land the plane, I'll let you uh, say the last word, the old nature versus the new nature. These things aren't contrary to one another and our old nature church finances is what, how do we know? How, what are some of the indicators? Do I have a lustful desire? Do I have a foolish and harmful desire for more? Or am I living in covetousness? Not only covenant my neighbor's stuff, Am I not satisfied with what God has given me? And I want more and more and more. Can I, can I not be content with what I have? All right. And so those are the two things that, that, that can give us very, a great indicator that you're probably walking in old nature when it comes to finances. I would just say to close off, remember that life is but a vapor. It's very, very short. So don't seek things. Seek God. Shalom, Maranatha, seek first the kingdom. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.